For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Internet link established. So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of The Rap Report and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and chief administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. Well, welcome to this episode of So You Want to Be a Podcaster, and we are going to be having a guest with us, a professional guest, actually, uh, with us to talk about today's topic. We want to talk to you about the topic of interviewing guests, and both Colleen and I, when we were discussing this, came up with the person we wanted to have on, and I'm going to tell you why we have this person on. If you listen to my Rap Report podcast, you heard me get interviewed by somebody where I shared my testimony and I had the feedback I got from several people was who was that doing that interview? Because she really knows how to pull details out and go back. And, and when you skip over things to, to flesh things out more, she really sounded professional. And I went because she is professional. She's a journalist. And so we have with us uh, who, and we've, you've heard her voice before. If you listen to, so you want to be a podcaster because she was on an earlier episode, but Tracy, which from re, Boots podcast, so welcome. Well, it's nice to to, to be here, and um, wow, my, my head's getting bigger. I'm going to have to take out a couple of notches in my headsets. That was awesome. <laughs> By the way, your interview was spectacular, and it was the perfect one to just, it wasn't at all what I, what I thought we were going to go for, but I loved it. And so thank you for your vulnerability and your transparency and for the opportunity to, 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 to share your life, man. It was awesome. Well, thank you. I yeah, think we, we are going to have to um, link that in the episode notes, Andrew, because now our audience is thinking, I want to hear that interview. Okay, good point. So if you look in your show notes... <laughs> Which is an episode that's going to be coming up soon, if it, or we already did it. We may have already done it, but. (laughs) All right. So, um, Tracy, Colleen and I wanted to have you on because, and and maybe it'd be good to first give your background, but you're a journalist by trade. So you're actually trained to learn how to ask good questions. Maybe give folks a a real quick background of, of your background as a journalist. And then we want to just talk to you about. How do we ask good questions? All, many of us are podcasting. We have guests on. There's a lot of podcasts that, that have guests like your show, which has a different guest every week. And I have seen the difference. And Colleen and I have talked about this. And I'll, maybe she'll, she'll share more. But I've seen where you have people that you can immediately tell who's prepared and who's not when they have a guest on. And, you know, Colleen and I sometimes will be like, oh, she'll, she'll be like, hey, have you, you listened to this podcast? Yeah. 
they weren't prepared for a guest. No, you could tell they weren't. <laughs> and yeah. th- so there's, there's prep work that's people sometimes think it's yes. just having someone on and you just have a conversation. Some people can pull that off. Not everyone can. So let's, let's hear about your, your background as a journalist real quick, and then let's get into how to do interviews. Well, I spent uh, seven years as, as a journalist. Uh, before that, uh, I, I worked in a newsroom and uh, in a production studio where we broadcast the five to six and the 10 o'clock news. Uh, so, um, and then after that, I did a ton of radio work and, and magazine writing and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I've been doing this since 1984. No kidding. I'm, I'm sort of dating myself, but I also covered, uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm an Arkansan, uh, I, I covered the uh, Clinton campaign in 1992, and before that, uh, covered him as governor, which was always interesting and fascinating. You thought you were going to get some information from him. You're like, you know, interviewing, and you're thinking, I got him nailed down on a topic, and you get back to, to the station, and you start going over your video to write your story, and you're like, he didn't say anything. <laughs> So you discovered why he was called Slick Willie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, but neither here nor there. It, it, as a journalist, it is fascinating when a guy you know is about to become president of the United States. It doesn't matter your politics. It's fascinating. And the last time that I saw him and interacted with him was a week before his first inauguration. He did a final um, media availability with all Arkansas journalists, and that would have been early 1993 in January, uh, the week before he left to prepare um, uh, for his inauguration. So that's kind of my background, and it it just seemed natural. Uh, what do the math? Thirty years later or so to launch a podcast, it just made perfect sense, right? <laughs> so you started when you were five. Just for no, the record, no, no, I'm every bit of fifty-five. I'm, I'm, uh, I've earned every one of those years, my brother and sister. I'm all right with that. So, what kind of things when you go in, you're interviewing a guest on a podcast? Or what kind of things can you help us as podcasters, both in in preparation before the podcast, and then let's get into what sort of things help us during the podcast? Well, I go back a little farther than that, even. I have to know my show's why. Um, My show exists to share stories about people who have learned to navigate change in life or in business. That's my show's purpose. Now, my why, here's why I do that. Um, My why is twofold. My why is to help my guest find continued hope and healing through the sharing of their stories. The second piece is to help my listeners find hope and healing through authentic stories of others who've struggled with some of the same issues that my my guests have struggled with or that I've struggled with. So those two things shape everything I do to prepare for an interview and even to to seek out interviews. So that's number one. Now, I think it's really important for every podcaster to understand what you want your guest to get out of it. It's also important to know what you want your listeners to get from each guest 
interview. You can have a global piece, and it's important to have a global piece, but it's just as important to understand what that brick of each individual interview looks like. So for me, those two things dictate a couple of very important things. It dictates how I'm going to conduct my interview and what kind of information about someone else's life I want them to share. So the first thing um, is that my role is to listen and and to care. It's to clarify when necessary. My role, because I want my guests to find continued hope and healing through the sharing of their stories, my role is not to challenge or confront. Now, occasionally I've had to do that, but those interviews never made it to the air because when I found out that someone who wanted to be on my show was not being authentic with me or themselves or their guests and I couldn't get them to just shoot straight with me, I terminated the interview. Wow. That's, I mean, that takes a, a bit to to be able to know that because, I mean, you don't want an an interview that is someone's putting on a, a facade. I, I, I can't do it. But yet, but, if you've scheduled it, because this, now you got me thinking about this because that's got to be hard. I'm trying to put myself in, in your position yeah. and saying, how hard is that? You scheduled it, you got the interview, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're not going any further. <laughs> understand, understand that so far, every time I've had to do that, I think it's like three times in 85 or so interviews. Um, they have come to me and wanted to be on my show. I've asked them a few questions. They seemed okay. We get halfway in and they're being inconsistent and the journalist kicks in on me. But I'm not to embarrass them, embarrass them because they're not finding hope and healing through the sharing of their stories. But I'm not going to embarrass them. That is not my role. That may be someone else's role. I've done that role before. That has been my job before. But this is where it's so important to understand our why for our podcast and our interview. You know, it's you're so saying that, that that helps me find freedom in what I'm supposed to do with each specific interview. As you're saying that, it, it brought to mind the when Ben Shapiro had John MacArthur on, and basically John MacArthur was for a full hour just sharing the gospel with a Jewish guy, and I mean just going through all the Jewish scriptures and. It was, it was really kind of interesting, and people challenged him and said, why didn't you, to Ben Shapiro, why didn't you correct him? Why didn't you tell him you don't believe Jesus is Messiah? Why didn't you go into all that? And Ben Shapiro had an interesting point. He said, look, when I have a guest on, I'm there to interview my guest. I want my guest to tell me what they have to say. It's not there to challenge them. And he's like, and guess what? I have my own show. I could bring up the challenges tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And and the other piece of that is for me, if I'm going to have someone who who is doesn't line up with my personal beliefs or my personal preferences, I have the opportunity then to find another guest who who can provide a different angle on that. Um, and, and again, that doesn't have to be every podcaster's role. I think what we're what we're talking about here is th- that's number one is to understand what your show is about. We we have to know what we want our guests to get out of it, and as much as we need to know what we want our listeners to get out of it. So 
when we know what our why is in both of those situations, now we're ready to actually go and prepare for the interview. It also influences who we solicit to be on our show. And then when, when we get to the point where we say, hey, Andrew, I'd really like for you to be on, on, on my show. I would really like to talk to you uh, uh, about your conversion, is, your conversion, your reboot from Judaism to Christianity. And you see what happened there. You know, we, we, we went from this one tiny little concept. It's not at all what I thought the interview was going to be like because we were able to just kind of go, now, wait a minute. A guy with a sixth grade education led you to Jesus, and I know you're a brilliant dude, you know. Um, we, we had that opportunity to kind of, you know, you, you said a few things in your story and, that, that were just kind of normal for you. And then I had to kind of go, I, I, look, I waited for an opportunity for you to catch your breath, right? So I respected that. I didn't want to interrupt your train of thought because I got some cool stuff out of not interrupting you. And then when I was able to come back and go, okay, can we go back about five minutes and unpack this for a minute, right? Look how awesome that was. I loved that. Okay, so, so get, the, get the right person for the right show. How do you go about your preparation when you're going to have someone you're going to interview? What sort of things should we be looking for in in preparation beforehand? And a follow-on to that would be, what sort of information do you send the guest as far as you know, questions you want to ask or things you want to discuss? Well, I have a template. Um, I, I actually have two templates. I have a, a, a show template for... If I want to talk to someone about their business reboot, um, I, I, I have some predetermined questions that are somewhat like the ones where I want to talk to people about their, their life, faith, or recovery reboot, okay? Um, but I, I love this opportunity to invite different people of all faiths and no faiths into my show. Um, it, it's not a wholly secular show, but it's also not a wholly Christian show, I I love that atheists listen to my podcast, you know, that agnostics will ask questions. Um, and, and that's what I'm looking for. Um, so I look for anybody with any sort of an angle that, that I think is going to be honest with me. And um, when, I, when I get someone who has shared their lives more publicly um, or someone who I know personally has an incredibly personal story. Uh, they may not want to be as deep and as personal in a more public setting than I have heard their story privately. And that's their story. So I typically will ask them, hey, you know, you don't need to go to that dark darkest place in your story unless you feel led to. Um, but what I would really like to get is, is your struggle with opiates or your struggle with bankruptcy and how you, how you found your way out of that, either through community or um, your relationship with Jesus or, you know, whatever that is. I, I try to point them in a direction, even as I send them the, the show notes template. 
I'm probably not going to get to all of those questions, but I do want to get to the final question, which is always going to be advice or encouragement that you have for a listener who's enduring this sort of thing. So those are the those are the guidelines that I give them so that they can be thinking about um, how they're going to share their story. And for me, one of my favorite techniques in preparing for an interview is to, especially if they have a platform, you know, if they've got a website or a podcast, I love to take three or four things that they have said on their website or in another podcast interview. And I love to repeat that back to them at some point. Um, So, Andrew, uh, you had this to say about this thing. And then I say the thing and I say, tell me more about that. And I love that. I get some of the greatest things from that. And that's a super duper easy way to prepare for an interview. I think I think you can over prepare. I know you can. I am guilty of it. (laughs) Um, But I, I try to set a timer. One of these little egg timers, you can't see it, um, but it's just a little thing that I picked up at a, in a kitchen place. And I try not to spend more than 45 minutes on an interview because otherwise I'm just obsessing over it, right? Well, you have a different timer because I know that you have the roadcaster and there's a timer that tells us how long it's been recording. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> that's my timer. So, um, but for the prep, I mean, I know, and Colleen, you do a lot when you're prepping for podcasts with a guest. I know you go through, if they've read a book, obviously, if they've written a book, you should read the book. Um, Yes. That's a good thing to do. And you could usually tell who has actually read books and hasn't when they're interviewing someone. But Colleen, I know some of the things that maybe you could go through some of the stuff you do, because I know you go through people's websites and you're, you're looking for things to pull out. Um, Because that's what I want to see in this part of discussing what's the preparation we should be doing. Oh, well, I, I've been on and interviewed on podcasts before where the person who was interviewing me knew nothing about me and it was almost embarrassing. You know, I was embarrassed. Um, And so it's good to know who your guest is and, you know, what they're about before you have them on your podcast. Yes, I, I remember a radio interview. Oh, it was the worst interview ever. It was for my book, What Do They Believe? She had no idea whatsoever mm-hmm. what the book was about. She's talking about it as if it was about evangelism. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you didn't read it. I mean, like, it was yeah. evident. I was like, wow, what a waste of an hour. Because I'm explaining yep. what the book's about, and she's just like, it wasn't registering. So, yeah, I totally understand, Coley. <laughs> Yeah. And and that's what we don't want to do because your audience, uh, you know, those who listen to this podcast regularly, you know that we talk about integrity with your audience. You got to have that integrity. And if you, I guess, Tracy, kind of like you were saying, if you're getting someone that's not being truthful with you, they're putting up a facade in an interview, your, your audience is going to know if you've yep. put on a facade for them and you haven't done the work. Yep. Yes. No, I do admit, I I will admit, and Colleen will laugh, uh, I did an interview with a friend of mine, Jim Osmond, and I have vowed that I will never admit to having read any of his books. So I purposely did an interview and made it sound like I I knew nothing of his books, purposely. (laughs) 
<laughs> just because it was fun to get under. He was like, you didn't read it. But don't do that for real, though. <laughs> no, you, you, you can't. You, you know, you read their bio. Ask them to send you one. Um, if Especially if you're asking them to be on your show. You know, you, you've got to understand, you've got to help them connect the dots in advance between what they have to offer and what your listeners are looking for. And that's that's super important. That's why you've got to know your show's what and why. And then you come up with um, that thing that this guest is going to contribute to that, you know. Um, and, and I think when you are prepared for your interview, when you spend at least 30 minutes, and, and again, you're right, if, if, if it's a book interview, then you better read the book. Find some excerpts that mean something to you or that you don't understand and that you would like them to clarify. And, and from there, you know, while you're doing the interview, you, you, you want to clarify things. It, 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 people, we all assume that our stories are normal. I told a friend the other day um, something that happened back when I was a journalist, and, and she said, wow, you've had a really interesting life. And I said, well, I guess I have. Trouble is, I've forgotten most of it, you know? And so I think getting shot at is normal for me. It's not anymore, but it used to happen. And, and Wait, 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 know, wait, wait. Being shot at is normal. When you're a journalist, yes. And then there was a time that that my family and I were in Stone County, Arkansas, about to go fishing, and some dude wearing nothing but a diaper was shooting his twenty two at us because he didn't really want us on that creek bank, although he didn't own it. But that's another story. So, like, see, I'm thinking this is totally normal, and and Andrew's like, what do you mean you got shot at with my mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, and two cousins, three cousins. I'm more yeah. sick of the guy in the diaper. <laughs> we called him Baby Huey. And he wasn't trying to hit us. He was shooting over our heads into the brush. So it wasn't that big a deal. But you see what's happening here. You, you have to go back. If, if you're the host, you have to go back. And unpack that if it's relevant to your story, but then you have to remember your place to get back on track and say, oh, wait a minute, we're here to teach people how to interview other people, right? And that's okay. It's okay to back up and say, wait, what are you talking about? And then to go, okay, where are we going next, right? So I want to back up a little bit, a little more on the interviewing people. Um, One of the things that we do... And there, there's a specific reason we do this. We, we do let, we do give the people that are come, coming on our podcast the opportunity to have the questions or the topics ahead of time. And the reason that we do this specifically is we're a theology podcast. So sometimes we're talking about, you know, very specific things and it's helpful for our guest to be able to prepare, to be able to have notes in front of them, you know, scripture verses, those sorts of things. Yes. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that? Yes, uh, I do it all the time. Um, I have two templates. One is a, 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 a business template if someone wants to share their business or creative story. Um, and there are some subtle differences between that and a, and a life, faith, and recovery story. Um, the 
for instance, um, we talk about failure more in business because if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better get used to failure, right? So I think that's a unique question that I want to give my my uh, business and creativity guests the opportunity to uh, to think through um, on the faith side. Uh, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, that God moment, um, and so yes, I think it's perfectly fair to to hand someone uh, a, a template of how you think the show is going to go. But again, I always am going to give them, Andrew, I'd really like to talk to you about uh, your your faith reboot. And I'll add usually one or two more lines to that um, because I want them to understand, here's where I'm going with this. Um, here's here's what I think our listeners are going to be most interested in, right? Does that make sense? Yes. I'm trying yeah, to get sorry, Colleen to speak. <laughs> <laughs> she busts on me for doing all the talking. I'm, I was actually texting her going, you're quiet. <laughs> so so the other piece of this is, is during the interview, um, when you're going to go chase a rabbit for a minute, um, it's important to, to for me to, to pr- provide a signpost to my guest and to my listener and say, look, Andrew, I know we're here to talk about X, Y, but you just said something back here that's interesting. Can we just unpack that for a minute or two? So that that helps Andrew know, okay, I get to clarify this, but I don't need to just totally get lost because we're coming back to a different place, right? Yeah, so it and, doesn't and, become the main part of the interview. Yes. It's just yes. on, hey, let's let's unpack it. Especially if it's like you were just saying, hey, I getting shot at is was you a normal thing to you for a period of time in your life. That's unusual to many people. So just unpacking that for a little bit and then let's get back to where we're going. Yes. Because we don't feel like being shot at for the whole episode. Um <laughs> I have another, another question. I've, I have a friend and a lot of our listeners would even know who she is because she's pretty well known and had, has a radio show, a a Christian radio show. And uh, I've known her for many years and it might be a little bit different for her because a radio show is different than a podcast, but sometimes she does have to interrupt someone. If she has somebody on and we're, you know, we're going to talk about something specific today and this person kind of goes off in another direction, she will interrupt them and bring them back. And she also has time constraints and commercials and things like that. But that's one thing I've struggled with. Some guests, I kind of think of guests in three different categories. Uh, There's the ones that don't talk enough. So you ask them a question, they give very short answers. Then there's the ones that talk too much. They tell you, they answer the question and then tell you five other things. Then the ones that kind of, which is more typical, the ones that do a good job. But Mm -hmm. is there a a way to deal with those ones that talk too much? You know, when you look and you say, we're, we haven't really gotten to what I wanted to have them on the podcast about. And they're just kind of talking and talking and talking. Is there a way to politely and deal with that? I think so. And I've, I've only had to do this once, but it worked very well. <laughs> if I'm not getting what I'm looking for out of the interview, remember uh, the difference between being a radio broadcaster and a podcaster is I'm not live and I'm in charge of the editing. And so for me, it is perfectly appropriate to be assertive and say, 
hey, Andrew, I'm enjoying this, but this isn't really why I asked you on. So I'm just going to stop here for just a second. We're going to keep rolling the tape, but this isn't going to make it on. Let's have a conversation about, I'm going to ask you a set of questions and I would really appreciate it if you would stay focused on what we're here to talk about, which is X, Y, and Z. Are you okay with that? Why are you picking on me? I'm being teamed up by the women. (laughs) You just immediately take her side. No, that that's actually great. A great point because I was going to, I was thinking as you were saying it, being a podcaster, we do have that advantage of editing and, you know, so I, when in my interviews, I typically will go longer than I'm actually going to air because I know I'm going to cut some things out. And I've had one interview where the way the conversation ended up going isn't where I expected it to go, but where I wanted it to go was not as good as where it did go. So I actually edited out the stuff that I originally wanted on the show because there was something more that came out that I didn't know about it before the the show and it was much better. And so I do think that we have an advantage as podcasters in that sense. I I think it's important to hear the Holy Spirit when, you know, if if we invite him in um, by way of prayer as we're preparing, if we invite him in prior to our interviews, right, we we have to be willing to do what you just said, Andrew, which is, wait a minute, this is not going where I thought it was, but it's better. So let's just roll with it. Okay. So we have, we have, we've done our prep and things like that. And you've already kind of gotten into some things when, when you're having the interview. And the thing that I sometimes struggle with is when I have a guest on and they're saying things that I feel like almost needs to be corrected sometimes. Like they'll say something. Now, you were saying, well, you, you don't do that on the show. Is, it, is that always the case or do you feel that there could be ways of handling that? I know how I handle it. Maybe not always the best, but how do you handle when you, if, if a guest says son and they, in, in the instance I'm thinking of is I had, I had someone that I was interviewing and they made it sound like I agreed with something they were saying. Yes. And I didn't. Yes. But again, I'm, I'm having him on to talk about something and I didn't want to, I don't want my audience to think I'm agreeing with something because we would have a little bit of, and it was a minor thing, but we, we would differ. But I don't want my audience to think I agree with him either. Don't ever let anybody put words in your mouth on your show or anybody else's, period. At the same time, how we handle that has to go back to our why. And, and it's okay that, Andrew, because of the content of your show and calling certainly yours, that, that when, you guys, when you guys are talking theological kind of stuff, it's probably much more important that you stick with that and that you make sure you're clarifying. And if that's the nature of your show, you don't have to be as... as um, passive, for lack of a better word, as I tend to be on my show. The, the point is that we all, as podcasters, understand our why. Well, we want our guests to get out of the show, what we want our listeners to get out of the show. And that may be different for each of you versus me. Know what that is and practice it. That's all I'm saying. 
Well, you you talk about, you know, knowing what you're about. And one thing I will tell new podcasters is when we started is we put together our purpose statement that this is what we're about. And always going back to that, even with guests that we have on, if we suddenly did a show on, you know, how to make the best crock pot dinners, that doesn't fit into our purpose statement. You know, uh, our purpose statement is to encourage women in the study of God's word, sound theology and discernment. And so everything that we do comes back to that, including the guests that we have on. I'm still waiting for the episode on knitting versus crocheting. I'm just saying. Yeah, we we can find that in scripture, so. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You you have to know your why, and and you're right. You you have to always go back to that. Um, I think think the other part of this is um, that, and we talked about this before we roll tape, that, that when we when we listen to really good interview interviews and we deconstruct them, then we get better. Like, you you know, we, we started this by you guys saying, Hey, Tracy's a pro. Well, some of my favorite interviewers have zero journalism background. I love Sean McCoy's podcast. They, unlike me are authentically curious and they have a much more caring heart than I do. And I, and I don't mean that in a, in, a, in a bad way or a good way. I just love their curiosity. And I'm trying, actually, to be more like them. And my other favorite uh, interviewer is Buster Olney with the Baseball Tonight podcast. I love that guy. I love how much he loves the game. And I love his childlike approach to learning new things. So, you know, we, we were talking about that a little bit ago, and I think it's super important to find someone who you love their show and you love how they interview people, listen to more of them and actually take notes and figure out what did they just do there? And you do that too and see what happens. Yeah, I, you know, I think back to a time where I was trying to actually interview an interviewer without him realizing it. And that's Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron. And, and I actually the, I actually did get to interview him on his own show, but he had to know ahead of time. And, and that we've released that on the rap report, my interview with him. But the thing that was funny with it was he is such a good interviewer that every time I tried to get to pull information out of him, he just naturally turned it and started asking me questions. <laughs> and I, I said, I even went back and re-listened. Like, I was like, how did he do that? Because there were three times that I purposely was trying to get information from him. And before I knew it, he was asking me a question. And one of the things I picked up from him, and, and like we were saying before we started recording and all, is that you can learn from watching other good interviewers interview. And what I I realized was he asks these very open-ended questions that are not yes, no, or something that is a quick answer, but it's open-ended. And a lot of his questions would be dealing with either explaining something in in a theological way or explaining a feeling, explaining why, why did you start doing this? And it's it's open-ended that allows for the person to just start speaking. Now, there are some people that, as Colleen was saying, that they could just they could go the whole show and you just ask the first question and they'll take off. Is there some good techniques 
I mean, I mentioned open-ended question, but there are other good techniques to try to pull information from someone. Maybe not even that they were thinking of sharing. Yes. Um, so that's sort of, that. that's a pro tip right there. Because we were talking a little bit about ago about uh, someone who answers yes and no, or who answers, you know, b- too briefly, and then somebody who answers too broadly. That's where we as the interviewer have to assert our skill set. We then start to ask um, people who respond with short answers, things like, really, tell me more, or what were you thinking when that happened? Or listen to this, hold the silence and see what happens. Because if nothing happens and you don't get anything out of the silence, it's just another edit cut. It's no big deal, right? Yeah, and if you do a tip like I do, which is I purposely, and I was working with a podcaster last night and telling him that I try not to say the word um when I'm thinking, just go silent. Mm-hmm. Because one click in audacity, you get rid of all that silence. And he was like, I never thought of that. So that's or a great thing to do. A perfectly human emotion when someone tells you something is, oh my goodness, or wow. Or um, one of my favorites, because I'm asking people to tell me about life experiences is real simple. It's, well, then what happened? So that's that's the approach that we take for someone who may be really nervous at first. So, you know, we, we haven't even talked about the importance of an icebreaker. So your first couple of questions, you might be willing to just throw away because they might be nervous. They might, they might not be used to doing a podcast interview. And it's okay if your first questions don't ever make it because you've helped to relax them. Um, so that's a really good place to start. And plus, you begin to figure out, gosh, is this interview, are they going to talk more than I really want them to? Well, now then you're able to kind of calibrate how you're going to approach these questions. And in the beauty of someone who talks more than you want them to or, or responds, you know, to a, a, gosh, I had somebody the other day, wasn't a podcast interview. Uh, I said, so what are you doing now? 20 minutes later, I mean, seriously. So I let them talk. But if that had been a podcast interview, I would have taken most of that time to write in my notebook some of the questions I wanted to ask that were more confined, better yes and no questions, right? And I think you just brought up something I didn't think of, which is when we have people who are not used to being guests on podcasts, it, it is important to get them to feel comfortable. So that yes. icebreaker and helping them feel comfortable is important if you want to get a good interview. So that's something I guess I didn't think of until this. You really brought that out is the, the importance of knowing your guest and how often they've actually been a guest even. Uh, yeah. Some people who are used to it are going to just, it's just another show, but someone who isn't, they're nervous. They don't, I, I think of someone who I had on my, we had a more of a TV type show as a video uh, class. And I had a guy that just, we talked about the topic of the deity of Christ, man, he had so much good information until the camera light went on and he just was like stoic and froze. And I realized, Oh, this is going really bad. Like I thought it was going to go so good. Yeah. He was uncomfortable. And there's that tension between 
preparing the person for the interview and eliciting too much information out of them before you hit the record button. Man, because you're right, that is so painful when you're like, that was so good. Now that I hit record and my listeners are never going to hear any of that. That's painful. And it happens. It happens to the very best. And once it happens to you, you're like, I don't want to do that anymore, right? So what did you do differently the next time? Well, that show was live. So uh, next time I didn't have Mon. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it was live. So it's out there somewhere. (laughs) That hurts. Yeah. Well, Tracy, we we appreciate you um, joining us and coming on. Do you have any resources that you would recommend for our audience? I got so excited about uh, the opportunity to visit with you guys. I started making a, a, a guide, uh, a reference guide, and a, and a tutorial. It's a free mini course, and it's going to be available at rebootspodcast.com forward slash podcast interview tips. And I'll make that available to you. Uh, I don't have it done as we're recording this, but it's about halfway done. So if, if it's popular, it may be something that I just add to right now. It's just text. I may put some audio with it at some point. Um, and also, one of the things that I want to include are uh, uh, a, a book, Robert Caro's Working. He's the guy who uh, is the uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson biographer, um, and I loved this little book called Working, where he explained how he elicited information from uh, some people that helped him really put the reader in the room uh, where history happened. He is just such a brilliant writer, and uh, I, I've employed some of the some of his interviewing techniques in my podcasts lately, and it's pretty spectacular. So, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been fun. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Appreciate your your show. And uh, I hope that, folks, you, you got a lot of value out of this because especially those of you who are interviewing people, that you would see that there's a lot more than just turning on the record button and going for it. Some people can pull that off, uh, but if that's what you're going to do, if you do no prep and you're not prepared you really don't keep that integrity with your audience. And that's an important thing if you want to keep your audience. So Tracy, we, we do thank you. We appreciate you coming on, sharing with us some, some of you, how you do, because your podcast is one that does a lot of interviews and we appreciate you making those resources available. Is, is the website, give that again. Is there, is that going to be podcast interview tips, one word or hyphens yes. in between? Yes, podcast interview tips. It's rebootspodcast.com forward slash podcast interview tips. And oh. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll put that link in the show notes. I'm, I'm looking forward to creating this. I think it'll even help me become a better interviewer because it helps me put, uh, put words to some of the things that I'm doing intuitively. So, you know, we always learn when we teach, right? So thanks for the opportunity to do that, y'all. Well, thanks for coming on and podcasters, Go out and have really good interviews without anyone shooting at you. That would be good. (laughs) Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.